I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, April 16th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for the New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, it was a busy weekend for two countries that have been challenging the U.S., North Korea and Iran. So let's start with North Korea. Last week, the country's launch of a satellite failed when the rocket broke up barely a minute into its flight. Yesterday, North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, made a speech touting the power of his country's military. What's going on here? Well, Kerry, we think what's going on is that the younger Mr. Kim, who's believed to be about 28 years old, uh, may be feeling a little bit nervous about the fact that the first big test to happen under his rule over the country was such a public spectacular failure. Remember, they invited reporters into North Korea to see this rocket being prepared. It was supposed to be in honor of the 100th birthday of Kim Il-sung, the country's founder, and the younger Kim's grandfather, to whom he uh, bears an incredible resemblance. So uh, when this uh, rocket uh, went harmlessly into the sea, it certainly raised a lot of questions about whether or not he has tried a little bit too hard to do the aggressive take-on-the-world approach in his first few months. There's a lot of speculation that we'll see a nuclear test from the North Koreans fairly soon. If that happens, would it make a big difference in how we view the North Korean threat? Uh, Probably not, Carrie, because they've done two tests so far, one in 2006 and one in 2009. And if you look on the satellite photographs, just the commercially available ones, you can see preparations being made for yet another one. Um, The big question about this nuclear test would be whether or not it uses highly enriched uranium instead of what they've used until now, which is plutonium. And uh, that would indicate that the North Koreans have had some success in getting a, a second pathway to the bomb would make it a little more complicated uh, to negotiate uh, some kind of disarmament on on their end. But, you know, I don't know anybody who believes at this point that North Korea would ever fully give up its weapons because without its weapons, it, it doesn't have a way of getting into the headlines and it doesn't have a way of getting food aid. Speaking of nuclear ambitions, the Iranians opened negotiations with the West in Istanbul and the sides agreed to a second meeting next month, this time in Baghdad. Why are the Iranians suddenly so open to negotiations? Well, there are a couple of theories on this, uh, Kerry. One of them is that the sanctions that President Obama and the Western allies have put into effect are uh, really beginning to have some bite. They're cutting into oil revenue. Uh, A second theory is that the Iranians know that as long as they keep negotiations going, it's very difficult for Israel to attack their nuclear facilities. Many of the uh, Europeans and the Israelis, of course, uh, are concerned that the Iranians have an incentive to just drag these talks on, probably past uh, the presidential election. And, you know, it's funny. President Obama may also have a uh, an incentive to drag these talks on for a little while, at least uh, until November, because a crisis with Iran right now would probably lead to a big increase in uh, oil prices and thus gasoline prices, not something he's looking for at a moment that the economy is looking a little bit rocky again. Let's turn to Afghanistan. The Taliban launched attacks all over Kabul yesterday. What does this say about the future of security for the country once the U.S. leaves? 
Uh, nothing good. Uh, Kabul has always been the most secure area, and President Obama is making the case that he can pull all combat troops back to their bases in 2013 and then uh, have all combat troops leave at the end of 2014 and uh, that the Afghan uh, military and police would be able to secure uh, the entire nation. I don't know many people in the military, many generals who are familiar with this, who think the Afghan uh, army will be ready. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the U.S. has clearly tired of this war, uh, and uh, I think that uh, President Obama recognizes that there is very little support for keeping a significant American presence beyond uh, some troops that would be sitting behind uh, high walls to help out in case of a, of a great emergency that threatened the Afghan government. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.